Hey team and welcome to this week's episode of Real. I am so excited to be joined by myself this week. I am going to be bringing you my first solo episode of 2020 and hopefully it is the first of many episodes to come this year. I'm actually really loving some of the solo episodes um, but yeah I just want to know what you guys want to hear more about, what you guys are enjoying listening to and what do you guys want to be learning here on Real. Obviously everything we do is centred around trying to be as real as possible with realistic expectations, real conversations, giving you as much education as possible to allow you to figure out what is achievable in your life and help you with those long-term results. So anything and everything is on the table. So guys, as you are listening today, I hope you love this episode, but I also want you to have a think about what sort of stuff are you needing help with in your life when it comes to health, when it comes to fitness, when it comes to wellness. Today, I am going to be talking to you about intuitive eating, intermittent fasting, and if it fits your your macros, and the health debate around them. So... These are three things, intuitive eating, intermittent fasting, and if it fits your macros, that have been around the fitness industry now for quite a while. And they are very common topics that kind of float around in conversations between myself and clients because everyone's either heard of one, two, or all three of them, and everyone has a basic understanding of what they are nowadays, but nobody really knows how they are impacting themselves and how they are overall impacting their health and wellness. So today I just want to chat to you a little bit about what each topic is. So I'm going to define what intuitive eating is, what intermittent fasting is and what if it fits your macros is based on my experience and my understanding as a coach in this industry. And then I'm going to chat to you about why each one might actually be useful for you and then who might actually want to use them. And then last of all, I'm going to take you through some of the results you might to expect by using these three different ways to change your nutrition and change your approach to health. So let's start off with the If It Fits Your Macros. If It Fits Your Macros has got, it's been around for so, so long now, whether there was a debate there for a few years about if it fits your macros versus clean eating or if it fits your macros versus flexible dieting, like are they different, Um, you know, where's the line on them? And yes, they are different. The whole point of If It Fits Your Macros, I-I-F-Y-M, is... If you have got macros set out based on carbs, proteins and fats that you should be consuming on a daily basis, those are the the sources of food that you should be eating and your calorie total should be made up through those specifics, carbs, fats and proteins to give you that daily allowance. So if it fits your macros basically against flexible dieting is flexible dieting you might still have that calorie restriction you might still be trying to track 2000 calories a day but within flexible dieting you'll have maybe a protein average of 120 to 140 you'll then have a carb average again on a 20 to 30 gram ratio and then you'll have a fat average on maybe a 10 to 15 gram ratio and when you look at flexible dieting it's very much making sure you have your calories on a daily basis 
Now, calories in, calories out, we know the tail is old as time. Calories in, calories out is what we need to do to manipulate our weight, to manipulate our fat loss, to manipulate our health, and to manipulate our abilities and performance. And it does, at the end of the day, whether you are looking at intuitive eating, intermittent fasting, or if it fits your macros, they're all going to come down to what your end goal is. So I really want you to take notes on what I'm saying and really think about what your goals are as we go through this episode and start to think about, you know, what is it you're trying to achieve? So if it fits your macros, is going to be a really useful tool if you are in a place where you understand proteins, you understand fats, you understand carbs, you understand macro splits, and you understand that your macros make up your daily calorie allowance. Now, if you're in a place where you're like, I don't even know what calories are, I don't even know how to track calories, like I wouldn't have a clue where to begin, then if it fits your macros, is going to feel like something that is way over your head and something that is going to take a lot of time, effort and energy to start to get into. This is why often when I start working with new clients, if they've never tracked before, we'll put them on a more flexible dieting approach and just get them used to understanding a daily protein target and understanding that they need to be eating a good amount of calories on a day-to-day basis and that calorie total needs to accumulate over seven days to give them that seven-day caloric intake. We don't even break it down into to absolute daily 100% until that person is able to track calories consistently and hit a weekly seven day target. And then once you can hit a weekly seven day target on flexible dieting and you're starting to understand the process and the results, then you can really start to hone in on macros a little bit more and then start to look at those daily macro splits and those daily macro ratios. And then once you have got a firm grasping on the macro ratios, then yeah, sure, it's time to go into if it fits your macros. But I'm gonna talk to you a little bit more about why that's useful and why you might want to use that a little bit later on. Okay, so intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting, oh my goodness. It drives me nuts, but it also can be such a useful tool. Now, intermittent fasting is when you only eat for particular hours of the day. So you might have heard people who eat all their meals between 2 p.m. and 8 p.m. That seems to be a really popular time window of people who don't eat anything until the lunchtime and then they eat all their meals within that 2 to 8 p.m. window. Some people might do it 12 noon till 6 or 7 p.m. Some people might change the window and actually I've heard of some people who do it 6 a.m. until 3 p.m and then don't eat the rest of the day. It just depends on, you know, what you're trying to achieve with that intermittent fasting window um, and what works for you and your lifestyle. But intermittent fasting is basically the notion around eating food in a shorter window throughout the day, which in theory is meant to mean you eat less food and less calories, which can mean if someone is really struggling with understanding calories and understanding you know how to balance their plate and balance their daily eating habits if they just focus on maybe three meals within that six to eight hour window and then they don't eat anything else those rules and restrictions are meant to allow people to start to stay within that calorie restricted diet without having to worry too much about the numbers and it should in theory allow them to eat in a calorie deficit without too much effort all they've got to worry about is not eating 
out with those windows and really making sure they're staying hydrated in that time. And then intuitive eating, that's probably the, the best one and the most the most efficient one in the industry for a healthy adult and a healthy person who is just wanting to develop a good relationship with food and who just wants to feel good about their life and feel good about their body and feel good about their health. So intuitive eating is where you are listening to your body, listening to its commands and eating the foods that your body wants to eat when your body wants to eat them. There's relatively no numbers tracked. You wouldn't in theory have any understanding of what the calories and the, the macros are that you're eating. You wouldn't be worrying about the time of the day that you're eating. You'd be completely focused on what signs and signals your body is giving you and what you want to eat in that time frame. So if you're waking up and you fancy some toast and peanut butter, that's what you have. If you're waking up and you fancy cheese and chocolate, I don't know, then that's what you have. And intuitive eating is very much based around allowing your body to tell you what it wants to eat and then you forming a healthy, good relationship with food and understanding that health comes in the shape of proteins, fats, carbs, vegetables, um, fruits, fibres, all these types of things, but you're not putting any pressures or restrictions around your food habits and you're not putting any pressures or restrictions around what you're actually eating. Now, all three of them have merit within the fitness industry and all three of them can be useful depending upon what you're trying to achieve. So if you're in a place where you are getting ready to step on stage, you're getting photo shoot ready, you are going for a really serious aesthetic goal and it's you know it's a big big focus in your life then what you're going to find is if it fits your macros is going to be the approach that you want to use because if it fits your macros is going to be the approach that gives you the most measurable and understanding your body's response result so what I mean by that is if you know you are eating 130 grams of protein, you're eating 55 grams of fats and you're eating 200 grams of carbs and you are getting a particular performance out to, you're getting a particular aesthetic outlook and you're getting particular results when it comes to fat loss, maybe muscle gain, maybe maintenance, maybe an aesthetic composition change, maybe numbers on the scales, maybe a performance energy basis, that's the best measure that's going to allow you to really understand specifically what your body needs. But it is very high tech and it's the one that comes very much at the end of the education cycle when you are teaching someone on what is going to be useful for them to get a body composition result. Because it as I said, it takes a lot of time, it takes a lot of effort, it takes a lot of energy. And it can take people months and months to build up to a place where if it fits your macros is a system that they can use on a daily basis. But then quite often what we find is people who do use that system can often get quite obsessive with food. They can often start to develop fears around eating and they can often start to develop a reluctance to get involved in social occasions. They are scared to eat off of menus that don't have calories on them. And they very much become so focused and so obsessed on food that it takes away from their actual social and their kind of more positive, happy outlook on life. Now, don't get me wrong, if you're an athlete and you are disciplined and you're determined and you're going for a specific goal, then being in an effort fits your macro state for 12 to 16, maybe 20 weeks is going to do you an incredible service and it's going to get you that result. But once you start to push the boundaries of effort fits your macros into day-to-day -day life, 
all year round, it can really start to have some negative impact on the mind and on your understanding and relationship with food overall. Now, if it fits your macros is something that I have used and I use whenever I'm competing. I can't compete without using it because I need to fully understand what I'm putting in my body on a daily basis. More so to the point of when you're dieting and you are hungry, you need to know specifically what you're eating and making sure you're making the most bang for your buck when it comes to the foods and volume and foods that you are consuming. You don't want to be wasting calories on particular macro sources. You want to be kind of volumizing those macro sources as much as you can to help you keep fuller for longer. So when you are in that competitive athletic state or you've got that goal that is so specific and so determined, if it fits your macros, is going to be the most efficient way to get you to that end result however it does have those negative um connotations and those kind of negative streams that can be associated with it if you are in that if it fits your macros be all end all state for a prolonged period of time Intermittent fasting, on the other hand, as I said, um, quite often doesn't take calories into account or even macros into account. Now, I personally, if I'm using if intermittent fasting, would only use intermittent fasting when I'm in an if it fits your macro state. So this is where it can get a little bit confusing between general population and athletes. I would use intermittent fasting as an athlete because I obviously have got very low calories say at the end stage of a diet and I know that if I've only got maybe 1300 calories and I'm training at two o'clock in the afternoon and I've got cardio in the morning cardio in the evening and I'm doing a 16 hour working day for me to get up in the morning and eat my food would mean that by three or four o'clock in the afternoon I would have no meals left in the day. And quite often when I was competing, I would find myself in that state where I would get up and I would start to eat my meals and I would be hungry. So I would finish my meals very, very early in the day and then not have anything for the evening and get into quite a negative headspace around food and around hunger and around wanting to snack and fainting my own demons. And quite often, or as you'll have heard in other podcast back in the day it used to send me into a binge eating state and it used to send me into a really negative relationship with food state and in order to really eliminate myself from putting myself into that state again I used intermittent fasting in my more recent preps because intermittent fasting allowed me to not eat my first meal until about 12 o'clock in the afternoon and then finish my last meal by 7pm in the evening. So I would eat my food between a kind of 6 and 7 hour window on a daily basis and it meant in the morning I just had to get up, do my cardio, work with some clients, really focus on work, you know, focus on maybe some relaxation, some meditation, going for steps, getting all the kind of crux of my my day done and then I would have my first meal and go and train and then I would have my next meal an hour or two after training and then I would have my last two meals pretty close back to back in the evening so that I would feel a little bit fuller and lift up those satiety levels and then I would focus on getting to bed by about 9pm so that I didn't have too long in the evening where I was thinking about food and intermittent fasting can be a really useful tool when you are in a place where you are struggling to follow rules and guidelines around food that are going to help you get your result. 
intermittent fasting for general population quite often seems to be used to be this thing that allows people to have rules and restrictions around their food. People find it easy to know that they can eat before 12 o'clock and to know that they're not allowed to eat after 6pm and that then naturally means that if in the window between 12 and 6 they're only hungry for maybe two meals then they'll only eat two meals within that window and then they don't eat for the rest of the day so naturally you are going to be eating a lot less you're not snacking you're focusing on hydration you're focusing on keeping busy in the windows out with that intermittent fasting you're prioritizing sleep of course you're going to start to get some form of fat reduction and some form of fat loss that's only natural when you start putting less food into your body you are going to get that reduction. However, intermittent fasting, I find often people are eating so much in that window that they then don't get that result. Or what happens is people have maybe brunches that they have to not attend or they have dinners or social occasions that they're struggling to say no to or they're feeling like they're missing out in life. And quite often when you are in a place where you feel like you're missing out and you feel like you're having to sacrifice and you can't really understand, you know, why am I doing this? You don't stick to it consistently and you don't stick to it long enough to get that long-term result. And you end up in a bit of a yo-yo, I'm half in the diet, half out the diet phase. And that's where I personally find that intermittent fasting, if you don't have an understanding of the calories that you're consuming on a daily basis, is pretty pointless. If I'm being completely honest, I completely appreciate and can empathise with people when they need that rules and those restrictions to confide themselves to eat within certain eating windows. But for me, it's much more about understanding the calories that your body needs and spreading them throughout the day when you're hungry and whether you're in an if it fits your macro state or whether you're in an intuitive eating state like these things can work and you can actually get a bit of a blend of all three even in an intermittent fasting window to get great results but doing intermittent fasting without understanding calories and without understanding what the ultimate goal is for your body is pretty pointless because at the end of the day it's all about calories in and calories out so intermittent fasting again it might be useful for you if you're very new to dieting and you do struggle with rules and restrictions around you know you you overeat in the morning or you overeat in the evening so you want to put those windows in so that you eliminate those negative behaviors but it's not a long-term fix and it's not a long-term approach and you would be better off and more worthwhile getting to the root of what's making you overeat out with those windows and what are the stresses and the actions and the release that you need to work on to improve that situation overall rather than putting yourself into a box for two weeks, three weeks, six weeks, six months, and then coming out of that box and almost returning to a yo-yo diet state. Intuitive eating is, of course, where we all want to be. And intuitive eating is the one that is most powerful and it's the one that forms the healthiest and best relationship with food and it is a very very useful tool if you are a healthy weight or you are not trying to get any aesthetic results and you're not trying to get any performance-based goals intuitive eating is simply understanding what works well for your body and what makes your body feel good now of course this is a state we all want to be in we all want to be able to know that our body wants 
chicken, broccoli and rice and eat that. But quite often what I find with people when they do intuitive eating is they're not fully educated on what intuitive eating means at a deeper level in terms of you need to have a healthy relationship with food. Now intuitive eating is a really good way to help you find a healthy relationship with food and allows you to start to work through your emotional barriers and work through your stress and your action and your relief around food. But also what I can find is when people do have a negative emotional relationship to food, quite often they use intuitive eating as an excuse to, well, my body really wants chocolate right now, and they have that chocolate. And they maybe have that chocolate at lunchtime, and then they have that chocolate at 8 o'clock in the evening. And they do that every single day for weeks, months. And what actually happens is they are putting an abundance of sugary snacks into their body, and they're justifying it with this intuitive eating approach and that's the negative side of intuitive eating that we don't want people to fall into we want people to look at intuitive eating more as a understanding how to balance a good plate so understanding that you need yes proteins carbs fats fruits, veggies, that you need variety, that you need colour, that you need to have, you know, a palm, a thumb, a handful, and starting to really get to grips with, you know, all the stuff that we teach you in the Nutrition Hub around designing your plate and around designing what a healthy diet and a healthy appetite looks like. But then once you're in this place of understanding a healthy diet and understanding a healthy habit and you understand what your body needs to respond, then intuitive eating can work. And it can be an incredibly useful tool to allow you to maintain your body weight and to allow you to really connect with your body, its performance and its habits overall. However, if you are a complete beginner and you have no understanding of health and no understanding of good food you've got to really educate yourself on the health and the good food and the best way to do that is learning about proteins carbs fats and understanding what they look like and yes you can use the hand model but you can only use that hand model if you're willing to spend the time to learn and actually put the understanding and education of what healthy eating is in partnership with intuitive eating and you don't allow yourself to fall into that trap of my body wants a five guys my body wants a pizza my body wants a bar of chocolate my body wants an ice cream and that's what you eat in a day intuitive eating is very much about the health conscious relationship with food so it's useful for someone who is starting out as long as that person is willing to get educated and that is obviously what our nutrition hub starts out as our nutrition hub starts out as a four-week process where you look at mindful eating and you look at that intuitive eating process and you understand about designing your plate and coming to terms with what a good plate looks like and what your body needs and what your body wants. And once you're in a place where you understand what your body needs, what your body wants, you can then start to look at calories and you can then start to really dive into if it fits your macros, if you desire. But there's no point in putting yourself into a calorie and if it fits your macros and really stressed out state around tracking foods if you don't know the difference between what's healthy and what's good to eat and what's not so great to eat for energy, for performance and what's actually not giving you a positive impact on your body. So each one of them is useful and each one of them does have its own merit. And each one, as I've said there, can be useful at different times depending upon what stage you're at in your journey. You might want to use all three, like you you can blend them all. You can eat intuitively and do if it fits your macros. I mean, if you've got 
daily high enough calories. You can choose what you want to eat as you go through the day and just work out based on the foods that you want to eat, manipulating the portion sizes based on what size of calorie meals and what macros you're trying to eat per meal. Just because you're on an effort fits your macros doesn't mean you have to be eating chicken, rice and veg every single day. You can still have pastas, lasagnas, pizzas, chocolate, but it's very much about understanding the calorific value within those foods and understanding are they going to help you meet the demands of the goals that you have set out for yourself. Intermittent fasting, as I said, like it can be a really useful tool for people if they are struggling with I overeat in the evening or I overeat in the AM um, and they're willing to start to get control of those habits, but it's not a long-term solution. It's very much a solution that can help you in a first week or two start to get to grips, but very quickly you do need to learn about calories and you need to learn about what you're actually putting in your body because at the end of the day, it is all about a caloric deficit if your goal is weight loss it's all about a caloric surplus if your goal is muscle gain and it's all about energy balance and caloric maintenance if you are in a happy body positive state and you want to improve your health and then lastly intuitive eating of course we all want to be eating intuitively it's going to make us feel incredible but there's no way to eat intuitively if you don't understand the difference between what foods are good for your body and what foods are not so good for your body what foods are making you feel good and what foods aren't making you feel good and without a basic understanding of proteins carbs fats veggies fruits whatever it may be you're never ever going to get into that fully intuitive eating state and to intuitive eat for weight loss can be extremely extremely challenging if you don't understand the difference in calories and macros and food volume so all three have their place and this is where the, the problems arise within the fitness industry because as much as I believe you know coaches need to help their clients on this journey and help their clients understand each of them it can be a lot for coaches to understand you know which model works best for my client and does my client need a blend and how much education and how much support does my client need and you as a as a person listening to this you might be thinking oh I kind of think I do all of them like sometimes I do this sometimes I do that oh my goodness I've never thought about that before I've never wanted to try that because I thought it was negative and the thing is all of them can get you a good result it just depends on what that result is so if you're eating for health of course intuitive eating is going to be your best protocol if you're eating are trying to improve your relationship with food, intermittent fasting might be a good place to start. If your goal is performance-based or aesthetic place, if it fits your macros is definitely going to be the thing that gets you that end result. But then when you start to really weigh it all into context, as I said at the start, if it fits your macros might put you in a negative headspace, in which case you need to find a good blend between if it fits your macros, intermittent fasting to try and get those macros within a good timely window or you might actually have to do if it fits your macros with intuitive eating and just run that for a while to see where you go to see if do you then naturally overeat or do you undereat or what actually do you do when you're listening to your body and trying to follow a calorie guide. I hope this is helpful. What I'm trying to really help you guys see right now is there is no right or wrong way to do this. There is no specific black or white and that is the huge, huge problem with this industry is that people often think it is black or white 
of course, as I keep saying and keep reiterating, if it fits your macros, will get you that specific high-end elite approach, but it's not for everyone. And sometimes people do need to look at other approaches to allow them to have a good blend and to allow them to have a lifestyle and to allow them to find an overall balance within themselves. You can get whatever result you desire from each method if you start to learn the specifics and ins and outs of the method. And it's something that I've spent a lot of time working with clients through the Nutrition Hub and just through one-to-one coaching and really helping them understand that you can eat intuitively and get a result. You can intermittent fast and get a result. And if it fits your macros, gets you the best result. But it's about your life, your balance and what works for you. Now, if you're a coach in the industry and you're thinking, oh my goodness, this is so much information and no wonder my clients are struggling, then, you know, it's time that we have a conversation about it and it's time that we start to say, okay, well, what do you need to learn about these things and how can you help your clients move forward? I've built the Nutrition Hub now to a place where it's now a tool that personal trainers can use as a point of reference to help educate their clients on intuitive eating and intermittent fasting and if it fits your macros and all the other mindful eating, ketogenic, whatever it may be that people are wanting to learn about so that they can get the most optimal results based on their goals, their desires. And more often than not, what I find the people coming into the Nutrition Hub, it's not that people don't understand it's a calorie deficit and it's calories in calories out what people struggle with is that emotional connection to food and that mindfulness connection to food and that ability to not feel guilt or shame or that ability to not feed into their stresses with negative food actions and it's about understanding the bigger picture and the longer term goal and actually breaking down the habits which can take such a long time to do and it requires a lot of daily attention it requires a lot of daily support and that is the point of the nutrition hub it's there for daily education daily audios daily tasks it's got a facebook group it's got that daily support that allows you to work through your eating habits and work through your plan to get you the best result it doesn't give you the calories it doesn't give you the macros but what it does do is it gives you all the tools to allow you to understand what you need to do to get that end result that you're in desire for and for trainers out there in the industry what I'm finding is a really useful tool for them to actually use alongside their clients when they're giving their clients calories they're giving their clients macros they're giving their clients meal plans it's allowing their clients to actually get educated in a lot more depth as to why we're doing these things rather than it being a case of black and white eat this and get this result because eat this and get this result doesn't work I've seen it time and time again it leads to yo-yo dieting and it leads to binge eating it leads to rebounds and it leads to an overall negative relationship with food within clients in the long haul yes it's great to wave a 16-week transformation photo of someone but what do they look like another 16 weeks down the line what do they look like a year down the line do they actually understand food have they got to a place where they can eat intuitively do they understand that sometimes they could maybe use intermittent fasting when they've got big events coming up in their life do they understand that it all comes down to if it fits your macros when their energy is low and when they're getting weight gain Do they really understand the ins and outs? So guys listening, I hope you found this useful and I hope you find this information 
offering a little bit more clarity around what each thing is and how you can use each thing in your journey and your process. If you really, really, really want to learn, like our 12-week course is there, it's ready for you to dive into. All you have to do is go to www.raffitness.online and have a read, see what the course is about, pop me any questions at Claire underscore Rafferty underscore on Instagram and just connect with us. You can check out our Nutrition Hub Instagram, it's just at Nutrition Hub underscore score on Instagram as well and just communicate with us and let us know where are you struggling, what are you needing help with and what are you finding useful, where where do you want to go next with this podcast, I am here to serve you, so yeah guys I hope you've loved this episode, I hope you've had an incredible day and I hope you've taken what you need from it, now go out into the world and don't get stressed by your food understand that everything is figureoutable and everything can happen for a reason and it will all come 